right. Again, we appreciate you being here so very much. Psalms 137, we find God's people have found themselves in a very challenging place. Psalms 137, by the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down, yea, we wept when we remember Zion. We hanged our harps upon the willows in the midst thereof. And they are they that carried us away captive, required of us a song, and that they wasted us, required of us mercy, saying, Sing us one of the songs of Zion. How shall we sing a song in a strange land? They ask. And so we find these captives, if you will, had found themselves because of the sin of the day in captivity. God had allowed the Babylonian captivity to just literally uh, take them possession of them. Here they are. They're, 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 they're just in a very bad way. Uh, we see, and this is not the message, this is just a foundation, so, you, so you'll have to understand where we're going with the message today. First of all, you see the distress of the captives. By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down, yea, we wept when we remembered Zion. They were just, just broken, captive, defeated, and... Uh, they, they, they were just in a bad way, no, no doubt about it. And it's amazing, they said, we hanged our harps upon the willows in the midst thereof. Now, of course, their willows is a tree by the waters, yet it's one of those unique trees. And instead of growing upward, it, it seems to grow downward. It's always sad. It's always uh, has a... A, a, a broken demeanor about it, if you will. And so they, and it just fit their sadness and their brokenness and all that was going on in their life. And so they just took them harps that they had sung and uh, uh, their, their song had been stolen and they hung them up on the willows and it just sat down and they just cried. What a sight. They just, they just sat down and wept. What, what, a, what, a, what an awesome uh, sight to see. And uh, they were just all weeping. They were just all broken. And, uh, and so they, it was just a sad place to be. And then, not only did, was it the distress of the captives... But the demand of the conquerors is amazing. For they that carried us away required of us a song. Even in the midst of all the tears that these people were shedding and their brokenness and their, their, their concern, the captives said, Hey, uh, sing us one of them songs. Uh, I mean, we, we want you to sing. We, they demanded a performance. And they said, sing us one of them songs. And not only did they want a song sung, but it's interesting, they wanted to say, sing us one of them happy songs. We want to we hear a happy song. Uh, 
We don't want to hear a sad song. We want to hear one of those happy songs. And they, they were just amazing. Uh, it, it's amazing in a time. Just, just see the picture here of all of these people just weeping. They've hung their harps up. And, and the enemy the, is saying, Hey, perform for us. Sing us one of them happy songs. Not only that, but they said, Sing us one of the holy songs. One of the songs of Zion. The songs of Zion was, if you will, the book of Psalms. They would say they were considered the songs of Zion, and they said, Sing us not only a happy song, but sing us one of them holy songs. We we want you to sing for us. Just now imagine all, all these people, just hundreds of people, and they're sitting down by the rivers babbling during captivity. What a sad place it is to be held captive regardless of what that captivity is. God has made us to be free. We're not, the Bible says He makes us free. We're free indeed. God does not want us to live captive to anything. And so we find all of these were just held captive and they're sitting around and they're weeping and they've took their instruments and they've hung them up and they, they've decided all hope's gone. It's, it's over. It's done. And what a sad, sad picture that's painted in the Word of God. And if that was all that it was, it would be a sad picture. If it ended right there, it would be a sad picture. But I want you to notice Psalms 126. When, when the Lord turned the captivity. Now, not if, but when. What I want you to see tonight... Oh, what a blessing. This this one word just caught my attention. When. And I'm glad God controls the when of everything. God, I said this morning, God has a watch, and He does. And so when the Lord turned the captivity, I want you tonight that have driven over here and sitting in your automobiles and pray you got air conditioners. Say hallelujah to that. And I pray that God, that you would get a hold of this truth that there is a when. God will turn the captivity of our land. This thing will get passed. We'll get over it. And we'll be done with it one of these days. And so the when, God controls the when. Now, you parents that have children, do you always tell your children when something's going to take place? If the answer is that, no, blow your horn. That's right. Our Father doesn't always tell us the when either. As a matter of fact, he's not obligated to tell us when anything's going to happen. He's God and we're not. And so 
He does not tell us the when. Now, I like to know when something's going to take place. I like details. I like to, uh, I mean, not, not major details, but I like to, to know when something's going to happen, what time it's going to take place, what's the plan. I, and so uh, I like to know the when. But you see, God doesn't always give us the when. He just simply says when the Lord turned to captivity. So here tonight, let me just give you a few thoughts. I'm not going to be lengthy because it's hot. And uh, I know you're warm out there, so I'll kind of be brief tonight. First of all, the wind denotes a deliverance, a time stamp. Let's, let's not give this chaos of our world a permanent status. Don't give it a permanent status in your life. If you do, you'll become a prisoner to your own fear. Let's not give it a, let's give it a time stamp. When denotes that there'll be a change. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. It's not always going to be like this. It's not always going to be uh, 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 these, these virus. They'll just, they'll just be other ones that comes along. And oh, how we need to deal and learn to understand and believe God and trust God in everyone. So when denotes a deliverance, it's going to get better. I, it's going to get better. And so when denotes, it comes to an end. And I said earlier, the challenge to us, God doesn't tell us the when. And... Uh, <coughs> But listen to what Ephesians 1, 9 said, Having made known us the mystery of His will, according to the good pleasure which He hath purposed in Himself. Philippians 2, 13, For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do His good pleasure. 2 Thessalonians 1, 11, Wherefore we also pray always for you that our God would count you worthy of His calling, and fulfill all the good pleasure of His goodness and the work of faith with power. God has a plan. He has a will for your life, my life. He has a will for this church. He has a will for your home. Hallelujah. He has a will for everything. And with nothing greater we can do than to know the will of God and to be in the will of God and to do the will of God because when will come. When, the Lord. So it denotes a change. It denotes a difference. Notice not only a deliverance, but a delight. Then, then our mouths was filled with laughter and our tongue was singing. Have you allowed the devil to steal your song? Have you allowed the world to steal your song? Have you allowed the world to steal your joy? Have you allowed the world to steal your peace? Have you allowed the world to rob you? more than any robber could ever do in your home because he's robbed the joy and the peace and love out of your heart. 
for not only God, God's people, God's business. Oh my goodness, then, then, then our hearts will fill with laughter. We got our joy back. We got excited about God and our tongue was singing. Oh, I don't want to lose my song. Then notice a declaration. Then was our mouth filled with laughter and our tongue was singing. Then said they among the heathen, the Lord. Now this is the people that's holding them captive. This is the crowd. This is the crowd that's tried to steal all that away from them. This is what the crowd said. Notice, he said, the Lord had done great things for them. The world is waiting to see an extraordinary take place among God's people. The world is waiting to see the extraordinary out of God's people. Oh my goodness, what an opportunity. What an opportunity we have been given right now for such a time as this. What an opportunity we have on our jobs to proclaim the great God that we serve. What an opportunity we have to, claim, to proclaim a gospel message because there's people that's scared. There's people that's so fearful. And, and there's people that believe if they get the virus, they're going to die. That's not true. There's some have passed away. But for the most part, that's not true now. And so the reality is they're scared. So bounce off that and say, well, can I ask you, if you're afraid you're going to die, do you know that you'd go to heaven if you did? It's a time that we have an opportunity to be a great witness to tell folks around us the world is dying to see somebody, something different than you and I. And may we not disappoint them. May we be that person that steps up. May, may we seize the opportunity while we have it to be a great witness. Now's the time to invite folks to church because the reality is a lot of them are thinking about this. They're thinking, they, they see the world seen and they see all that's taking place. My, what a great time. Say, listen, come to church. I want you to invite them to the house of God. And so may we, may we here tonight have a delight. The Lord had done great things for them. Notice not only that. And I, by the way, did you didn't notice. You did notice. It wasn't what they said. It's what they did. They're saying the Lord had done great things for them. The Lord. They are making a proclamation. It's not what they're saying. They're not tooting their own horn. It's what the world what the world says. I'm seeing them. I'm, they told me for years they were saved, born again. But now they're displaying that in a great way. And the Lord's doing great things for them. The Lord's doing great things for them. And so, may we be reminded of that. 
Then notice not only, not only a declaration, but a determination. The Lord, they said, when that people said, the Lord's done great things for them, then they said, the Lord had done great things for us, whereof we are glad. One of the great challenges that we're having today, how many of you can honestly say that the Lord has done some great things in your life? Blow your horn. Amen. The Lord's done some great things in my life. The Lord's done some great things in the life of our church. Why are we forgetting that? Did God die? Did He change? Did He stop being God? Did He stop being able to take care of us? Did He stop being able to keep us safe? Did He stop being God? And so, so many times we look back over our life and then when a challenging time comes, we seem to forget all of that. We just seem to pass it off and we seem to forget and that God has done so many great things in our life. And that the people said, the Lord's done some great things for them. And then they said, yes. We remember the Lord has done some great things for us. And you know what they said? We're glad. We're just glad about it. We're thrilled about what God has done. And so they said, we, we remember in the, midst of, in the midst of all this chaos and craziness, it's, it's so easy for us to forget Last year when God answered that prayer. It's easy to forget when God provided for you and nobody else could. It's easy to forget whenever God did something in your family, saved your children, moved the heart, uh, moved your heart, touched your heart. It's so easy to forget that. So may we be reminded because when, not if, but when the Lord turned the captivity of His people. And then last of all, last of all, the Bible says a decision. Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as streams in the south. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth weeping and bearing precious seeds shall doubtless come again, rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. They said... Okay, now we gotta move forward. We gotta move forward. We gotta we gotta go forth weeping for lost souls. Now they're not weeping because they're sent by the rivers babbling. They're not weeping because the harps is on the willow trees. They're not weeping because of other the circumstances in their life. They're weeping over lost souls. And in sweeping off the lost souls, the Bible says they shall doubtless come again, bringing those souls with them. What a wonderful time, church. And I'm not belittling anybody's sickness. We have some in our church that are sick. And I want you to help me pray for them. I care about them. Don't you, don't, don't you lie and say, I don't care about the people in our church. I do. I love them dearly. 
and I care about them and I'm concerned about their sickness and I'm praying for them and you join me in praying for them. But oh my goodness, let's not lose sight of why God has us here and that is to be a great witness. I want to thank you so much for being here tonight. I want to thank you for your faithfulness. You, you continue praying tonight, this evening, leave praying, come back praying, and let's that's, that's, that's foster that relationship with the Lord, like I said this morning. Let's seek the face of God, the will of God, and Lord's willing, we will see you Wednesday night. We will exit back around this way, just like we did this morning. Thank you for being here so very much. Pray for one another. Lift one another up in prayer. Let's pray now. Most gracious Heavenly Father, I sure love our church, but I sure love you more. I praise your holy name for your goodness and mercy. I thank you for the faithfulness of this people. For God, those that ordinarily would be here tonight but cannot be here. So I pray God for them. I pray you'll touch their bodies. I pray God and just just recover their, re, renew their strength, renew their health, and God just bless them. Bless this people in a very special and real way. God help us here tonight to be all we need for your glory and for your honor. And God, I just praise you. I thank you. I'm glad you're my God. You're my Savior. And I rejoice in all that you are. And all God's people said, blow your horn. Amen. You're at liberty to go. We'll exit out that away. How you like that?